hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that can be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. You Yes or no? Watch out for the car! Watch out for the car! Watch out for the car! Hey everyone, uh, this is Brian Kilmeade. He says lots of weird, uh, kind of racisty stuff on the news a lot. This is the, the closest personal advisor to Donald Trump, the Fox and Friends host, Brian Kilmeade. If you have anything you want Donald Trump to say, uh, or do tell this guy because he's the only person in America that Donald Trump listens to. Career criminal, he's a traitor. He should go to hell. Brian, did you get that? Brian, career, career criminal, traitor, go to hell. Stop grabbing. Okay, there we go. That goes for Trump and you. Think about what you're doing. Think about what you're doing. Think about it. All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800 941. Sean is our toll free telephone number. Uh, there was the mob outside of Tucker Carlson's house two days ago. Sadly, his wife was in there hiding in a pantry. Uh, they used vandalism on his car in front of his house. They tried to bust the front door open. They damaged that. And they're, we, we will fight. We know where you sleep at night, chanting. They also chanted mail bomb, all of whom should be arrested. Now, the amazing thing about this is we've been discussing and chronicling and watching this the rise of the mob, if you will, uh, on a frequent basis. And let's see, we see Secretary Nielsen run out of a restaurant. Sarah Sanders with her kids run out of a restaurant. Then they run out of another restaurant. Uh, Pam Bondi uh, uh, literally run out of a movie theater. Uh, You've got Ted Cruz, his wife Heidi, they're run out of a restaurant. Poor Mitch McConnell, four times it's happened to him. It's happened in airports. What, two weekends ago, it happened in a restaurant. He's sitting there with his wife, Elaine Chow. Some guy comes up, boom, banging on their table, taking the food on their table, throwing it out the door, screaming at the top of his lungs. 
And I keep saying something horrible is going to happen here. Now, the amazing thing, it, it only took the male bomber to liberals to wake people up. And they say, wow, this, this has got to be because it's a Trump supporter. Now, all of a sudden, they were paying attention to it. Meanwhile, we have Maxine Waters on tape saying, go, we want you to create a crowd and, and follow them, cabinet members, into department stores and gas stations and grocery stores. And you tell them they're not wanted anywhere anymore. Then, of course, Eric Holder kicked them. And Hillary Clinton said, we can't be civil with them. And all the other comments, Cory Booker, get in their face. That's a comment that he got from Obama, who used about me back in the day. Um, now, the other tape that you heard was uh, another colleague of mine, uh, co-host of Fox and Friends, Brian Kilmeade. And I think for a good 40 minutes, these two guys were stalking him, following him onto the subway, calling him out and just just making your life miserable. Did they ever put their hands on you at all? No, I mean, they weren't within my reach, uh, Sean. And there is a I'm, as I'm listening to all these tapes and the, and the, and the common denominator between them. Everybody involved knows you. Maybe you're the problem. <laughs> you're going to blame me? <laughs> oh, is that it? Well, you know everybody as well, too. But um, yeah. no, well, the thing no, they is. They never touched me. They were, they were out of reach. And my main focus, and you were the first to call, by the way, uh, just so your listeners know, with all you have going on, that just is something else just shows who you are. You're a friend first. But well, I never so, felt I really am. But, I watched it. But first of all, you handled it with a lot of dignity. And I told you when I called you. I said, um, you did it the right way. You never, you never took the bait. You didn't get into an argument with them. You didn't. It, it, you just handled it the way. You, the only mistake I think you made was you decided to go into the subway. When you go into the subway, <laughs> you're trapped. You know, God I forbid know. that car stopped and you're there for three hours with those guys in your face. I don't know if that would have ended well. And then you get out of the subway and then you go buy like a latte or something at a coffee store. I'm like, what are you doing? Exactly what I bought a smoothie. Please be factual, Sean. Okay. Oh, um, I'm sorry. God, I don't want to be fake news like CNN. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, I just said after a while, there are two cameras. If you grab one guy, the other guy's rolling on it. And I just said after a while, and I got two calls during the time. I'm like, I, I can't miss my daughter's game. She plays at 415. I got to get on three o'clock train. And I'm not not going to take a call because two lunatics uh, don't like the fact that Donald Trump uh, calls our show and likes our network. You know, I think that, look, to me, I think the most important thing is, is how we handle it. But it's a bigger issue here is this is now the new tactic of the left. And while there were people in fairness, I don't know if anybody came to your defense uh, on the left and said they shouldn't do this to you. Did anyone speak out on your behalf that you know of? Uh, You know, in terms of the left, there's a lot of people that go on social media and did stuff. I don't think anything really stood out. Anybody in the the media stick up for you that you know of besides yours truly and fellow Fox people? um, You know, Megan came out. uh, Tucker Mm -hmm. came out right away. You know, the people I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see anybody that agreed. In fact, it got so bad for them. Within two days, they were forced to pull it down. I don't know that. And it was hard. Last night when I was hosting Tucker, they said, Brian, do you have any video when you harass? Can we show? I go, yeah. They had a hard time pulling it up uh, yeah. because it got taken down everywhere because it got blowback because there's nothing good about it. You know what's something else that was common? Not one person in that video changed anything they're doing. You think Pam Bondi stopped or Mitch McConnell stopped? or Tucker Carlson is going to stop having the open he has, or, or the show that he does. You think I'm doing it? I'm still taking the train in Subway. Yeah, so nothing's look, altering in my life. The, the problem is, at some point, this is going to blow. And now we've got a situation, I don't know if you've been paying attention, this is a break-the-glass moment that we all knew was coming, and now you have NBC's Rachel Maddow organizing these yep. protesters because they didn't like that Jeff Sessions resigned. And the problem oh, is... That is, wasn't organic, Sean. There, Jeff Sessions doesn't have 8,000 fans in New York City. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, they were tweeting it out. The resistance oh. was tweeting it out. Now, the only time before the election, they didn't care about Secretary Nielsen, Sarah Sanders, Pam Bondi, nobody. You, you couldn't even call it a mob on fake news CNN. And then we had the mail bombing issue, and I immediately spoke out about it. I know you spoke out about it immediately. Yep. Uh, if you want to be a conservative, if you're a fan of this program, leave everybody alone. 
We, we, we have a constitutional republic. You win some elections, you lose some. I know they're bitter at Tuesday's results. That's not our fault. Uh, and they hate Donald Trump and all things Trump and anybody that even likes Donald Trump and anybody that's even a conservative. But the point here is, is then they decided to get in. Then they tried to link the synagogue shooting to Donald Trump when the shooter actually hated Trump because Trump was yep. so pro-Israel. So you know, they're only they, they, they're very that's selective not. in their outrage, although a few did mention about Tucker Carlson. Look, a, a CNN guy was getting harassed. It was on media yesterday and I gave him a call. I said, I hope you're right. I've been through this myself. It's not fun. It's uh, it's difficult. It can be hard on your family. Hang in there. Make sure you always report it to the police. Well, I got a, a couple of things. The, the synagogue thing for Donald Trump and it's so unjust that stuff. For some reason, people think that Donald Trump was tangentially responsible for it, which is insane. Number two is uh, I fear for what's going to happen next in Florida, because this is so contentious. You saw Rick Scott. I've never seen him as angry as he was on your show last night and in that press conference prior. And I think he knows he's being screwed. He went from 30,000 up to 15,000 up and Broward County is up to no good. People aren't going to be calm about this. They don't want to admit they lost. Uh, Stacey Abrams doesn't want to admit she lost in Georgia. And you see what Bernie Sanders is saying, that white people have trouble voting for black people. I mean, what the hell is going on? You well, you're talking about since Election Day. Now, they're supposed to, by law in Florida, yeah. report within 30 minutes after the polls close. I mean, it's that's a Florida law requires that you report early voting votes by mail within 30 minutes. Now, since Tuesday, they have found... 78,000 votes in Broward County and 15,000 votes in Palm Beach. Every other county in Florida got it right. Every other county in Florida obeyed the law. The woman involved in this is has a history of playing yep. these games and shunning the law, the state law or national voting laws. And why the police have not gone in there and shut that operation down immediately because whatever's going on, they're not letting the people that are legally allowed on each political side of the aisle. They're only letting Mark Elias, apparently, in there, who's Hillary Clinton's attorney. That's the guy that funneled the money to Perkins Coie. Yeah, it's unbelievable the way everything comes full circle. It's like a Seinfeld episode, only there's no comedy and no laugh track. Uh, there's only consequences. I hate to tell you, you're saying that things should crash out. You're talking about the governor of the state. If this guy can't get justice... Uh, and for his own election in his own state, what prayer do we have? When you saw Marco Rubio so teed off, you know there's something underhanded going on. And I'm going to be doing Tucker again tonight, and that's probably going to be the lead story again tonight about what's going on in Florida. And Listen, I was going to be off tonight, but this is too important. This election could be yeah. gone by the weekend, so I'll be in tonight, too, right after you do Tucker, so I'll see you then. Um, well, last question. Again. What you saw Jim Acosta at the press conference, the, pre the White House took back his credentials, I think the right decision. Uh, he wasn't asking a question. He wanted a debate. He wanted a fight. He wanted his moment. And I, if you or I were ever that rude to Barack Obama or Bill Clinton, we'd be excoriated. By our own people, by my own company. Fox News, if I was ever in there, or Ed Henry was in there during Barack Obama's time, most of the time, if he treated President Obama like that, he would have got ripped by his own company. So that's the difference. And also, the word is... Other reporters are madder at Jim Acosta than the president because he asked four or five questions. Don't they have a beat? Don't they have to cut a story? Don't their questions matter? You're supposed to care about your colleagues. Instead, you see a bunch of grandstanding. I can't I couldn't believe what he tried to pull off. However, I don't know about the tactic opponent's credentials. That story was buried after Jeff Sessions got fired. It now lives another day and another day. And he gets to do more shows and Colbert and John Oliver. And he looks like a martyr. Uh, I don't know if any messages sent. When he goes back, he's going to be just as flamboyant and just as self-important. So, you know, I don't know about the strategy right off. And, you know, I know President, President Trump thrives on this stuff. He doesn't care about it. Um, but, and I think, you know, with the way he was talked to, I wouldn't talk to an adult like that, let alone the President of the United States like that. So, All right. Well, I listen, Brian Kilmeade, every, Brian Kilmeade hosts everything. Brian Kilmeade does Brian Kilmeade, Fox and Friends with uh, Ducey and, and Ainsley, and then you go to do radio for three hours, and then you usually do Outnumbered, and then you usually do The Five, uh, 
and then you usually do Tucker, and then you complain you're tired when you have to get up six hours later. I think you're whining. I think you whine a little too much. But his uh, his book is out in paperback, Andrew Jackson and the Miracle of New Orleans. Uh, congrats on the book. I know it did really well, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Brian Kilmeade. Uh, Sean Hannity, it's now number three on the bestseller list. So I'm Unbelievable. Gonna be All right, Brian, appreciate it. There are so many reasons to be a grateful nation, and in large part we have our military and our veterans to thank for our liberties and freedom. National Wreaths Across America Day is Saturday, December 15th. You can join in the mission to remember our fallen heroes, honor those who currently serve and their families, and teach younger generations the value of freedom. A $15 donation to Wreaths Across America sponsors a fresh handmade balsam wreath from Maine with a single red bow. The veterans' wreaths have become a gift of America's respect. The circular wreath with 10 balsam bouquets is a catalyst for unity, healing, and an expression of gratitude. What started with America's most hollowed ground at Arlington National Cemetery has grown to ceremonies at close to 1,500 other participating locations across the country and overseas. Sponsor a Veterans Wreath today and show your appreciation. Visit www.wreathsacrossamerica.org. That's www.wreathsacrossamerica.org. All right, we got a minute here. Uh, we're going to take a call. We'll go to Florida where all these shenanigans are going on. Dana in Florida. Dana, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Thank you, Sean Hannity. Thank you so much for letting us have a voice out there. Well, thank and you. We also, can't do it without lady you. That takes, and the lady that takes care of the phone call, she is, oh, please give her a hug. She's so sweet. <laughs> but anyway, my comment is, is the main one is on Jim Acasta. He, he needs I'm glad they did take his credentials away, but they need to do it permanent. This man has issues, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying it to be mean. To If I seen it on your show, I would call it out. But he has issues, and he's after the president, and it's not safe for him to be one-on-one like that with the president. I'm really surprised that they didn't have security in there to right well, there's away. There's security all over the room. I mean, the worst part is, is how many times does the president have to tell somebody to please sit down? Please sit down. Please. Can you stop? We're done. We're not doing. And the fact that there's a, a level of arrogance and just, you know, this this narcissistic. We're right. You're wrong. Not only are you wrong. You see, their hatred of him is actually a hatred of we, the people, and our choices. The reason the media hasn't talked about the election this week, after the election, is because they, they didn't get what they wanted. Okay, yeah, Democrats won the House by, like, the slimmest margin. They will have the slimmest majority since 1945. Um, the president, who did campaign for all these Senate candidates in all of these states— He got spectacular wins and they know it. So they're mad at him, but really they're mad at us for not agreeing with them. And there's a contempt towards us that we don't see him the way they do. And they they have a a superiority and they don't seem to care that what they support in terms of legislation is a proven failure. So they're not really caring about we the people either. And that should be more troublesome than anything. But I got to run, Dana. Thank you. All right, we'll come back. Wide open phones, uh, final half hour of the program. I was also going to check in with my buddy from Black Rifle Coffee, Veterans Day coming up, and uh, much, much more. Straight ahead, Sean Hannity Show. Glad you're with us. Hannity tonight at 9, full coverage of the absolute law-breaking going on down in Florida. Straight ahead. And you're listening to the best of the Sean Hannity Show. We'll have more of your favorite guests, topics, and memorable moments. That's all coming up. You are listening to the best of The Sean Hannity Show. You can't always believe what the other side claims. That's why there's The Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 now until the top of the hour. All right, we're going to meet some great vets and that are doing amazing things since they have uh, gotten back from serving their country in so many different ways and helping vets. Uh, but it's been a long week. And it's going to be a rough night, too. We're doing Hannity tonight at nine. A lot on this, you know, all the shenanigans. They're not obeying the law in Florida. The two most liberal Democratic counties refuse to abide by the laws that every other county abides by. We'll go through this in all detail tonight at nine. And we better be careful because they're up to no good. That we know. 
All right, but first, well, it didn't turn out to be the blue wave the left wanted, the media wanted. They're angry. They're frustrated. They're lashing out as they always do. It's only going to get worse. And another victory for Trump and for the American people. The blue wave became a little trickle, a little tiny itsy bitsy trickle. And I'm happy about it. Anyway, put your party light on. It's time for our Friday Zach Brown concert series. Let's hit it. How come all the pretty girls like you are taken, baby? I've been looking for someone like you to save me. Life's too easy to be so damn complicated. Take your time and I'll be waiting. Keep me in mind. That put you in a great mood on a on a Friday. We need that. All right. By the way, Vets Day is Sunday. It's the 11th, and we celebrated. A lot of you will be off on Monday. You have a long weekend. I don't think I will be off. I'm working tonight on Hannity. I will be there 9 p.m. Obviously, with all of the shenanigans. Laws being broken all over the place in Broward and, and Palm Beach and in Florida. And how do you go from 60,000 votes to 15,000? Is there, is there not one Republican vote that they're finding? They only find Democratic votes. Um, first, I want to introduce you. They're not only a, an advertiser on this program. I'm, I'm friends with these guys. Uh, Evan Haper's with us. He's the CEO of BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Hannity. Not only is it the best coffee company, as I tell you in these ads, it really is. You have every single level of strength and flavor that you would ever want. The story behind how they built this company is amazing. They hire vets. They hire first responders. They donate to vets. They donate to first responders. And on this uh, Veterans Day weekend, I wanted to just say, A, thank you. Evan, welcome back to the program. And um, B, you know what? Why support these liberal companies that don't share our values. It's nuts. Your company's growing by leaps and bounds. Yeah, well, first and foremost, thank you, Sean, for having us back. I definitely, I, I can't thank you enough. And it's it's wonderful to hear your voice and be on the show again. So uh, Black Rifle Coffee, we're, we're, we're growing leaps and bounds. We opened up a new roasting facility just outside of Nashville in Coffee County. Uh, one of the big reasons was because it's Coffee County and because we had a high number of uh, veteran and civil service members out there that we could employ. Uh, we've got a new facility in San Antonio, Texas. So we expanded to Military Town, USA. And we still got a roaster out in Utah. So we're Utah, Tennessee, and San Antonio. And soon we're going to have Black Rifle Coffees for people to walk in and drink a cup of coffee in both uh, Tennessee and Texas. So we're expanding and moving fast. Well, that's pretty amazing. I mean, is this something that's going to maybe build into Black Rifle Coffee uh, everywhere we used to see a Starbucks, I would love that. Oh, I, I tell you what, that's the plan, Sean. That's, that's exactly what we want to do is we want to, what I tell people is we want to give them the opportunity to vote with their dollar and vote for the companies that, that support what they believe in. And it's in our mission statement. You know, we like to, we, we love to serve coffee and content to people that love America we're unashamed in our service and our, our pride in country. And I think that, that there are a lot of businesses out there that that really they get out there and they, they don't like America at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You know, and that's the difference between Black Rifle Coffee and them is we're miles apart, typically, uh, on the political spectrum. And two, 
we we really do put our money where our mouth is. It's it, what I say is it's not PR, it's who we are. So we get out, we've got above a 50% higher rate for veterans. We just launched a new initiative with the Pentagon Federal Credit Union to help fund veteran uh, entrepreneurs. So the Veteran Entrepreneur Investment Program, where we are marked uh, $200,000 to be uh, divvied out for veterans in about two to or twenty thousand to fifty thousand dollar investment opportunities for them. So we're we're trying to put our money where our mouth is every day, protect the community, create opportunities for those that have served, and promote America. The thing is, I love how this company was started too, because you had guys overseas and they couldn't get a good cup of coffee, and didn't they? Right. Didn't you all start ordering different? Blends, cor- co- coffee beans. I sound like Linda for a second. Coffee, uh, co- <laughs> coffee beans, and then you made, you, you came up with your own blend. You did it yourselves. I mean, that's the amazing, and you did it out of a, a need and a desire for the best cup of coffee, which I love every day, and I can't live without. You're exactly right. We, I started roasting coffee because I couldn't get a great cup of coffee, and I was deploying back and forth to Iraq at the time. And I was roasting coffee at home to take big duffel bags of coffee overseas with me to not only drink, but then give to the guys that I was working with. And it it caught on to the point where I was giving away a lot of coffee to my friends and family. And a lot of people asked me, well, where where did you come up with the name uh, Black Rifle Coffee? I had a little one pound uh, roaster on the back tailgate of my pickup while I was working for the CIA at the time. And I had my service rifle next to it, which was a black a black rifle and a little one-pound roaster. And I was roasting coffee for everybody in the course that I was teaching. One of the guys came up and was like, man, you should have a coffee company. And I said, yeah, I could call it, you know, Black Rifle Coffee Company. But it's it's quite literally a uh, in respect to our service rifle. It's a uh, piece of life-saving equipment that protected me and the other founders of the company for over a decade where we served. And we should be proud of that. Yeah, well, I think the fact that you hire vets, first responders, you created the best product on the market, that always helps. That you give back so much to vets and first responders and those causes is amazing. Uh, thanks for being a part of the show. Look, it's blackriflecoffee.com slash Hannity. You get a first 15% discount. You guys do have the coolest videos of anybody on the web, but I've I got to warn you, they're rated R. Maybe some of them, yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> some of them. I, show me one that's not. I, all right, my friend, t- say hi to everybody for me. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean is our number. Paul Lavelle is with us too. He's the chief master sergeant. Is the founder executive director of Operation Restored Warrior, and uh, he's here to talk about our need for awareness of our vets that are coming home. There are over two hundred fifty thousand facing PTSD. And the suicide rate among vets coming back has been astronomical, off the hook. I can't tell you how many times that I I would hear from anybody or somebody, even a, an acquaintance of somebody, and they say that somebody's struggling, they're, they're about to kill themselves. And I, I usually call my friend Oliver North, and Ollie gets on the phone. We'll spend hours and hours with people. We work to find a, a program that works for them. And uh, anyway, uh, Master Sergeant, Chief Master Sergeant Paul Lavelle, thank you, sir, for being with us. Hi, Sean. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, tell me exactly what the, what you guys are doing and how you're helping these guys out. I mean, I, I, the bottom line, the answer is we've overdeployed them. It's just a fact. Yes. Yes. Yeah, our, our organization, Operation Restored Warrior, we've been, uh, we've been around now for 10 years. Uh, and we've helped uh, hundreds and hundreds of veterans coming back uh, from combat, to, uh, to address the issues of uh, combat stress, uh, post-traumatic stress, uh, and, uh, and we do it in five days. Uh, we deal with some of the, the most uh, stressed-out guys that have uh, suicide ideation, and um, we, we address this in a five-day program that I developed, and uh, we've got literally we, every single warrior who comes through our program, doesn't matter whether you're an E1 or you're a three-star general, uh, which we've had all of those guys come through, um, they get restoration in the five-day program. Um, that's a pretty amazing thing. Now, do you have enough space, do you have enough people involved in this to, to for the demand that is out there, which is greater than we ever thought it could be? Because I, I know the VA is changing, and I know there have been changes, and I know there are a lot of private organizations, 
you know, Rivers for Recovery, Building Homes for Heroes, uh, the, the Freedom Alliance. There's a ton of great, great groups out there. But is everybody getting the help they need? Uh, no, no, they're, they're not. I mean, the, uh, the number is overwhelming. Um, we have been doing this for 10 years, and we don't even have our own home. We, through the blessing of dear friends and allies, uh, we use uh, various properties around the country. And we've got a waiting list of guys getting in. In fact, what we did, Sean, is we took the five-day program and literally had been praying about this. Like, how do we scale what we're doing so that we can bring this 22-plus a day of suicides down to zero? And, and I think we found the answer. And, and earlier this year, uh, I started working with my team on taking our five-day and condensing it to a two-day and engaging our alumni. And we have over 1,000 alumni now around the country from all the various services that have been deployed in multiple uh, operations and to scale this out there so that we can start to address in their communities because we have, we have these groups all over the United States now. Uh, to be able to address uh, this problem of 22 plus a day, and uh, I mean That's this crazy. is uh, this is not going away. Uh, it's been it's it just keeps ramping because of the overdeployment. Do we do we have enough? Is there is the information to get the help out there to all these guys? I mean, really. The armed services needs to be sending every single guy that served, especially these multiple deployments. They've got to be communicating with them and tell them, hey, if you ever need help, this is what you do. If you ever need help, they've got to get know that that help is out there, because if they reach out, they're going to get the help. I've met people that have gone through programs and they come back on the other side, different people. And they're able to, you know, it's yeah. hard to ask people to go to war, go in a war zone and it triggers you know, a, a defense mechanism and an, and an adrenaline rush and an energy that you're not going to experience back in real life. You come home and it's like that just doesn't shut off automatically. You know, it you don't have an on off switch. Some people maybe have better coping mechanisms than others. This isn't about weakness. It's about their warriors. And now you're asking them to, you know, to just shut that side of them off. It's a hard thing to do. It, it, it absolutely is. And we've had some of the most remarkable warriors that this nation has ever produced come through our program, Sean. And uh, a lot of the guys, they don't want to ask for help, you know, because so much of what they've been asked to do, they are the help, right? They don't, yeah. they don't, they don't go in, you know, they're the guys that have to do these operations. So they don't ask for help. And, you know, we still have a stigma out there that they think that that's a weakness. And the, the focus of our program, our program, and the, one of the reasons it's so successful is that there's a component component not only in the emotional physiologic side, but there's a there's a spiritual component. We're both spiritual and, physi and physical, and yeah. and if you don't address one without the other, then you're going to have an incomplete healing. And so we address the spiritual component because you know just look look history, look biblically, right? The the progenitor of all warfare is spiritual, and it gets manifested into the kinetic. If you don't address the spiritual issues that's assaulting are men and women, then you're not going to get a complete healing. You're just going to get anesthetizing. You're going to get partial healing, but it's not going to be complete. And we have found well, that by addressing those issues, uh, these folks are getting restored. Operation Restored Warrior dot org is your website. Operation Restored Warrior dot org. Uh, Paul, thank you for being with us. I hope people can help your organization out. We'll put it up on Hannity dot com. Uh, all right. Hannity tonight, nine Eastern Fox. Yeah, it's happening again in Florida and laws broken left and right. And still nobody has shut down this corrupt operation. It's unbelievable. Anyway, we'll have all the details tonight. <laughs> Servicemen and service women, and standing up for liberty every day. Sean Hannity. There are so many reasons to be a grateful nation, and in large part, we have our military and our veterans to thank for our liberties and freedom. National Wreaths Across America Day is Saturday, December 15th. You can join in the mission to remember our fallen heroes, honor those who currently serve and their families, and teach younger generations the value of freedom. A $15 donation to Wreaths Across America sponsors a fresh handmade balsam wreath from Maine with a single red bow. The veterans' wreaths have become a gift of America's respect. The circular wreath with 10 balsam bouquets is a catalyst for unity, 
healing, and an expression of gratitude. What started with America's most hallowed ground at Arlington National Cemetery has grown to ceremonies at close to 1,500 other participating locations across the country and overseas. Sponsor a Veterans Wreath today and show your appreciation. Visit www.wreathsacrossamerica.org. That's www.wreathsacrossamerica.org. All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. You know, I remember on this Veterans Day, my father, he didn't really want to talk about it much. It was, it was always strange. He spent four years fighting World War II in the Pacific. He just didn't want to talk about it a whole lot. So I'd have to, like, drag, tell me about this, Dad. And he had his, his Navy knife. He, was, he served in the U.S. Navy. And I was always asking, always grabbing it. He was like grabbing it out of my hands, of course, because, you know, you got to be careful. Um, and there were days I'd, I'd kind of open him up a little bit and he'd start talking about it. And four years of your life in the Pacific with like very little downtime. And that's the story of so many vets on this Veterans Day. And you think of those vets that gave the ultimate sac- sacrifice. You think of all of those people that died slamming the beaches of Normandy, you know, in every war this country has had. And the bravery, the valor, the the love of country, sacrifice, patriotism. It is all the freedoms we have because they paid the ultimate price. Some come home disfigured, losing arms, legs, both I've met many of these people over the years. They are just remarkable. Um, the president spoke um, earlier about this, about Veterans Day, and here's some of his remarks. On this day in the year 1918, church bells rang, families embraced, and ce- celebrations, as you know, filled the streets like never before in towns throughout Europe and the United States. But victory had come at a terrible cost. Among the Allied forces, more than one million French soldiers and 116,000 American service members had been killed by the war's end. Millions more were wounded. Countless would come home bearing the lasting scars of trench warfare and the grisly horrors of chemical weapons. During the final battle of the war, over 26,000 Americans lost their lives. And more than 95,000 were wounded. It was the single deadliest battle in United States history. Think of that. 26,000 Americans lost their lives in a battle. Here on the revered grounds of Suren American Cemetery lie more than 1,500 U.S. service members who made the ultimate sacrifice in the First World War. Among those buried here are legendary Marines who fought in the Battle of Bella Wood. In that treacherous forest and the surrounding fields, American Marine soldiers and Allied forces fought, and they fought through hell to turn the tide of the war, and that's what they did. They turned the tide of the war. It was in that battle that our Marines earned the nickname Devil Dogs, arising from the German description of their ferocious fighting spirit. President Macron presented an oak sapling from Bellow Wood as a gift to our nation, an enduring reminder of our friendship sealed in battle. We fought well together. You could not fight better than we fought together. Sergeant Eugene Ware from Hazleton, Pennsylvania, was one of the Marines at Bellow Wood, Eugene raced straight into a barrage of enemy fire like no one has ever seen before to bandage his friend's wounds and carry him back to safety. Months later, Eugene was mortally wounded. He passed away one day after Christmas. His mother would come right here to mourn by the grave of her precious son. She loved him so much. She was one of the thousands of American moms and dads whose beloved children found their final resting place on the hillside of Suren. Each of these marble crosses and stars of David marks the life of an American warrior. Great, great warriors they are, who gave everything for family, country, God, and freedom. The American and French patriots of World War I embody the timeless, 
virtues of our two republics, honor and courage, strength and valor, love and loyalty, grace and glory. It is our duty to preserve the civilization they defended and to protect the peace they so nobly gave their lives to secure one century ago. It is now my great honor to present Major General William Matz with an American flag as a symbol of our nation's gratitude to the American battle monuments. The Commission has done such an incredible job, and General, we very much appreciate it. Today, re we renew our sacred obligation to memorialize our fallen heroes on the soil where they rest for all of eternity. Thank you very much. And General, this is a great honor. Thank you very much. Each and every one of them a hero. Each and every one deserving of our thanks and our appreciation. And I know the vast majority, some 99% of Americans will never, ever serve in the military. They just, we have an all-volunteer army. But I will tell you, unless there's a draft, obviously. And all these people, like during World War II, my father signed up. Just like everybody wanted to sign up. Everybody was ready to fight at that point, especially after Pearl Harbor. And it is it is a sacrifice. I want to get into this, what's going on. There's a huge Axios um, article out today. And we better start paying attention to this because on so many different le levels, this is going to be the future. A headline on FoxNews.com, House Democrats preparing a subpoena cannon for Trump-related probes. What, what is the one thing I've been telling you that the Democrats during the election they didn't want to do? Democrats never wanted to tell you what their real agenda was all about. And I kept saying, what did they tell Maxine Waters? Maxine says, they keep telling me not to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Impeach 45. No, just, just don't say anything. And then, of course, they just said, we're going to help with health care. That became the, the final two-week talking point. Look, Democrats are, are at each other's throats, just so you know, because they're apoplectic about the election results and the fact that Trump didn't just win. He defied all of the odds and went out and campaigned and assuming Florida's in the mix, picked up these Senate seats. Remember, Obama lost six Senate seats and 63 House seats in 2010. In 94, Bill Clinton lost eight Senate seats and 52 House seats. And that was his first midterm election. You know, comparatively, to think that Trump picked up all these Senate seats, it's, we now know is important because as the Democrats, part of what their plan is, they they want to mobilize their hit list. They didn't want to talk about immigration. They didn't want to talk about specifics. They didn't want to remind you this said health care, pre-existing conditions. That was pretty much the only point that they were willing to make and stop Trump. And the resistance didn't go out in the numbers they want. And it, it is infuriating to some of these Democrats that it all went down this way. By the way, it's hilarious watching Hillary flirting with the idea of running again, which I think is amazing. But when you look at what they're what they're doing here, what they want to do and what they're planning on doing, you know, it's one thing after another. They avoided this subject during the campaign. Here are the headlines that I just picked up today. Democrats to probe Trump's treatment of CNN. Fake news. Amazon, Washington Post and a triple threaded abuse of power inquiries. Uh, top Democrat, this will be Nadler, I assume, says that he will investigate whether the White House interfered in the FBI's Kavanaugh probe. Democrats, Nancy Pelosi saying, we don't need Mueller indictment to impeach Trump. We can do it anyway. They weren't saying any of this before the election. You know, Byron York has a piece out. As Dems consider impeaching Trump, GOP leaders regret pursuing Clinton. Well, maybe they did because it ended up backfiring on them, but... Adam Schiff saying Democrats plan to probe if Trump used power to punish CNN, Washington Post. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, well, as it relates to Mueller and, and this new acting AG, Whitaker's appointment does does violence to the Constitution. Do you notice all of this? Not one thing, not one agenda item that is going to help the continue to continue the progress that we've made. Now, some of you did. You know, it, hear my warnings and the warnings of others. Some of you, well, you, you should feel guilty if you didn't get out and vote. Um, 
We're lucky it came out as good as it did. We really are. You know, you got the House Democrats that'll be running the show. Look, at you know, it's like a who's who. Nita Lowy, 81 years old. She's going to be at the Appropriations Committee. Adam Schiff, great. He's taking over for Devin Nunes as the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Elijah Cummings, Oversight and Government Reform Committee. And, you know, they're going to be subpoenaing Trump every second, every minute of every day. Gerald Nadler, 71. I mean, this is like a who's who of people that have been around forever. And Maxine Waters. By the way, I didn't know she was 80 years old. But anyway, she's expected to chair the Committee of Oversight. She's already said, we're going to do to you what you did to us. Whatever that means, because she's obviously looking over Wall Street, etc. And all of the most liberal the single most liberal Democrats will be running these committees. Frankly, there are no moderates left in the Democratic Party. They just aren't there. You have a top House Democrat on the Amtrak Acela train, Gerald Nadler, overheard discussing Kavanaugh's impeachment and all the investigations into Trump. I mean, just crazy. So this is what the future is going to be. As the days, weeks, months go forward, this is what they are going to do. Now, I'm going to predict something here. They're going to overreach. They're going to misinterpret the election results, although they are kind of battling big time amongst themselves about where they are as a as a party. You know, it's their blue wave became a ripple and they didn't expect the the red wave for the Senate. And. You know, all right, so they picked up a couple of governorships and maybe their state gains mean what? They're going to go for more gun control. That means they'll lose the next election and marijuana is going to be legal in most states. That's probably what what happens. The Hill had a great article about how Democrats face a tough 2020 battle after blowing the chance at the blue wave. And I don't know how the Democrats are reacting to this, but the Wall Street Journal piece on Hillary Clinton is just hilarious to me. It says Hillary will run again. That's the headline. Reinventing herself as a liberal firebrand, Clinton will easily capture the 2020 nomination. I'm not so sure that's the case, but if, you know, that's what they think they need to do, that's the person they want, I guess more power to them. You are listening to the best of The Sean Hannity Show. When news breaks, you get the inside story that no one else has. And the behind-the-scenes chatter that the mainstream media doesn't even know about. This is the Sean Hannity Show. At this point, the gunman's reloading. There's probably been 50 or 60 shots. It, it We can't really see him that well, but my gut feeling was I've got to stay. I've got to decide to stay or run. And at this point, I think he's advancing towards us. People are moving behind different buildings. There are most everybody's closer to the gunman than than I am. I'm at a distant right. point, but the staffer that made it over the fence, we're trying to decide to stay or go. And at this point, you know, the the Capitol Police began returning fire. I do believe that without the Capitol Hill police, uh, it would have been a massacre. All right. That was the day you may remember the terrible shooting in the ball field uh, where Congressman Steve Scalise nearly lost his life that day. And and Rand Paul and and so many others, Mo Brooks and many others calling in, telling us what had happened. And I knew behind the scenes that day from friends of mine that it was far worse than was originally reported as Steve Scalise was going through multiple transfusions, literally his life hanging in the balance, we saw courage under fire that is so inspiring when you watch these two Capitol Police officers walk, literally making themselves an open target, going up against a sniper who was hidden, camouflaged and behind a fence, etc. And they've got pistols and they're going up against the long rifle. It is it, it, there's no competition. They They almost... If it, it could have ended in a catastrophe, but you see such incredible courage and heroism among our brave men and women in law enforcement. Sometimes it just is so inspiring. Anyway, Steve Scalise is with us. He's actually written a new book about it. It's back in the game and the majority whips um, remarkable fight for his life is uh, out tomorrow. And I wanted to talk to him a little bit about this, ask him about his thoughts on what's going on in Florida and with the endless investigation now. Now it's all being revealed what the Democrats are going to do. Congressman, how are you doing? Last time I saw you, you're still struggling. You 
are walking around you with support, obviously. Um, and you said you had a hard time with one of your legs and your foot that you didn't feel it, is if I remember correctly, when I saw you? Yeah, Sean, uh, first great to be back with you. Happy Veterans Day to you. And, uh, Amen. Yes, you know, sir. I, I, you know, my God, thanks for those men and women who sacrificed. And you talked about the brave Capitol Police officers, David Bailey and Crystal Griner, who risked their lives to save us. Uh, I wouldn't be here today without all of those, uh, those heroes and, and the miracles, true miracles from God that, uh, that helped me get through the worst times. And, you know, I'm still doing two days a week of physical therapy. But uh, definitely through the worst of it by far and uh, feeling great and back to work. And just, uh, you know, my, my left leg has the most damage from where the bullet went in and my left foot still uh, don't have any feeling in that. But uh, I was able to get down from two crutches now down to one crutch. And ultimately, my next goal is to be able to walk without crutches again. How do you, how and, do you uh, walk when you can't? How do you walk when you can't feel your foot? I mean, I, I, yeah, I have a brace on my left foot. So, right. uh, you know, I may have to live with that, but that's okay. I can, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I won't be able to run around as much, but I can do all the other things that matter. It was amazing. One year later, it was the first play of the game, and it was one of the best plays ever when you were playing second <laughs> base and you got the guy out. I mean, that was, that was, that was really special to watch. Um, I just, you know, the amazing thing is all of our vets, you know, we're talking about what today is and, you know, what observation we're observing veterans day. And I'm thinking about all these guys that come back from war wounded like you or worse. I, you know, I've, I've been to Walter Reed. I've been to Bethesda. I've, I've met many, many, many of these people over the years, building homes for heroes. They're all good friends of mine and they come and watch the TV show. And these guys for the rest of their lives, they're either disfigured, they're blind, they've lost arms, they've lost legs, sometimes multiple arms and legs and you just they have to go on the rest of their lives we're not thinking about that yeah you've got to just pick it up and you know and i i get to serve with some heroes like that too and you know brian mast who's a double amputee from uh, florida who i serve with who uh you know he just every day wakes up and he's just a happy guy because he's lucky to be alive and uh never complains he just keeps uh going about his, his business and I, you know, I feel the same way i'm lucky to be alive too you know, I've got some limitations, but, you know, who doesn't? And, uh, you know, you just you just learn. And frankly, a lot of the advances science has made, medicine has made because of what we've learned from our, our men and women in uniform, the heroes that come back home and have had some different kind of uh, injuries. And you think about it, you know, during Vietnam, uh, a lot of the people who died during Vietnam because of the advances that have been able to be, be made in science and medicine may have made it today. And a lot of them do make it to come back home, but they, you know, they have serious injuries and we need to do a better job of taking care of them through whether it's the VA or, uh, you know, other, you know, other hospitals to make sure that they have the care they need. But, uh, but that advancement in medicine helped people like me to, uh, mm -hmm. to live. Brad Wenstrup, medical doctor from Ohio is a congressman I served with. He was on the ball field that day. Uh, he was a combat surgeon in Iraq and saw a very similar injury in combat what I went through, and he immediately came to to put a tourniquet on me, and uh, and my trauma surgeon told me if I wouldn't have arrived at the hospital with that tourniquet applied just correctly, like it was by by Doctor Wenstrup, I would have never made it. And uh, I know, remember so calling kind of over to somebody I knew. I, I I don't remember who, and I remember them telling me privately that it was far worse, and that that first twenty four hour period, or maybe forty eight hours, I don't remember completely. Uh, that you had had what? How many transfusions? You were in bad shape. Yeah, you know, I, I showed up with with a zero blood pressure, and my trauma surgeon walked me through all of this after a few yeah. weeks after, and it, it literally, you know, very few people that show up with with that low of a blood pressure make it. And I lost uh, all of my blood almost. They they had to put twenty pints, uh, uh, twenty units of blood in me. The the normal human body takes about nine. So they were, as they were putting blood in, it was just coming out because I had so many, uh, you know, so many wounds that were, you know, the, the, the bullet broke into probably over 100 pieces inside of me and were just ripping through different, uh, different organs and different uh, vessels, and blood vessels. And so I had lots of bleeding that they had to go and find and they put blood and they see it uh, just, you know, kind of squirting through and there's another hole they've got to go and so shut. So uh, it took unbelievable work by a team of uh, surgeons. It's unbelievable. And, uh, luckily, they, they, they were successful. 
Yeah, thank God for that. Um, Steve Scalise is with us, by the way. He's got a brand new book out called Back in the Game um, and his remarkable fight for his life uh, out tomorrow. It's up on Hannity.com, Amazon.com if you want to get a copy. I just went through the as of now. Remember, the Democrats really didn't run on anything except they hate Trump. They kept telling Maxine Waters, don't say we're going to impeach him. They wouldn't talk about illegal immigration in any way, shape, manner or form. That was the advice of the Center for American Progress and John Podesta. And to date, we have 85 specific what what they're calling House Democrats preparing a subpoena cannon for all Trump related probes and everybody from Pelosi to Adam Schiff to uh, Gerald Nadler to Maxine Waters. I mean, there's endless not uh, eight, we're up to 85 examples now. What is your reaction to that and and how to. How do Republicans get anything done? How does the country move when that's their only focus is to destroy Trump? Well, look, Sean, we knew this during the campaign that, you know, they they hated the fact that Donald Trump got elected president. Uh, you know, the things that we love about working with President Trump so much are the things that they despise, that he's actually carrying out the things he promised during a campaign. You should be war- rewarded for that. But yet, you know, they wouldn't talk about this in those races where they were spending millions of dollars per race going and flip seats from Republican and Democrat, the, the candidates would always say, oh, I'm pro-life and pro-gun and I'm against Nancy Pelosi. Well, guess what? Their very first vote as a member of Congress, Sean, is going to be for Speaker. And if they vote for Nancy Pelosi, literally they would be breaking their promise to their voters on the very first vote they cast. A lot of people are going to be watching those kind of votes, that vote and subsequent votes. What did you think right, of Donald Trump saying that if Nancy needs a couple of votes, she deserves that position, we might get a couple of Republican votes for her? Well, look, I mean, she's she's the the one that they they knew was going to be speaker. They would they didn't want her in a lot of the swing districts. You notice a lot of Democrats who were in these 50 50 districts that were running didn't want Nancy Pelosi campaign in for them. They, they wanted her money uh, and act blue money and Michael Bloomberg money. But they didn't want to talk about gun control. They didn't want to talk about the, the pro-abortion agenda of taxpayer money for Planned Parenthood. They didn't want to talk about any of that. And yet. That's going to be on full display. And like you said, the obstruct, resist, harass the president agenda with subpoenas and maybe even impeachment. uh, That's where I think they're going to ultimately go, because that's how far left they've moved as a party. But that's not where the country is. And uh, and I think uh, overtly that's going to be something that uh, they they'll have problems if that's the direction. Well, the good news is that we kept the Senate. What are your thoughts on Florida? I'm watching all of these shenanigans, all of these laws that would not adhere to a history of all of this going on and the same people in in that position. It's mind numbing to me that that could have happened. And uh, what are your thoughts on where we are down there? It's it's corruption and and, and voter theft going on before your very eyes. And I I talked to Matt Gaetz yesterday and, you know, I know you've been talking to Matt Gaetz throughout this entire thing. And uh, you know, there are laws that are on the books for a reason. It's it's to protect every vote from being from for being counted. You want every vote to be counted, uh, but it's also to protect and make sure that if you cast a vote and somebody wants to walk in with a stack of a box of a thousand votes that nobody cast, uh, that those thousand votes don't offset your vote and your other nine hundred ninety nine friends who voted uh, legally. And so that's what's at stake here, too, is the sanctity of the vote. One man, one vote is the law. And if somebody's trying to bring in votes, fabricate votes that never happened because they see that they're 15,000 votes short. So, you know, go find 16,000 boxes under a bed that were never cast on Election Day. Uh, that's not the law. It's illegal. No. And it might happen in banana republics, uh, but it shouldn't happen in the United States of America. Uh, well, congratulations on the book. Congressman Steve Scalise, back in the game. We're glad you're back in the game. And uh, I know you're going to be out and about and doing a book tour. And uh, thanks so much for stopping by. We're glad you're healthy. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Um, everything that I warn people about will happen in the House. But the good news is they don't have the Senate. They won't be able to accomplish those things. The sad part is uh, getting things done that will be good for people. That That's going to be put to the side and hatred of the president will be at the forefront. And it's going to be so, they'll overreach. It's going to be fun following them. And every day we will be all over it. So, uh, Steve Scalise, thanks for being with us. Great being with you, Sean. Thanks. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. 
daily heat-seeking missile of information that you won't get anywhere else. Hannity's on now. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they have supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Now, Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. Now, he was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Now, Tunnel to Towers paid for Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, and that removed that financial burden from him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his very specific needs and injuries. And Tunnel to Towers has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. They can only do it with your generosity. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget. We hope you'll join all of us here at Team Hannity. Go to their website, commit to $11 a month. Go to the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number two, the letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream. They are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.